Hello and welcome to another episode of Things That Matter with your host, Dr. Adolphine. So I was a first year teacher in the DOE. I started working in 2017 and I only worked and stayed in the DOE for about a year before my discontinuance took place. I was a physics teacher, um, certified physics teacher, and um, I was working with two other great physics teachers in my school. I was in my school for three years. Um, I was hired in 2016 as a special ed early childhood teacher, and I was effective for the first two years, and this was my third year, right before my tenure, and I got discontinued. Discontinuance is a term used to describe non-tenured teachers in New York City who can no longer teach in their school district under their current license, but who should be able to get another position in another district. Let's hear what Manuel and Anna have to say about the events that led each of them on the road to discontinuance. Dr. Dolphin, in my case, uh, there was not a clear reason why I was uh, discontinued, uh, but there was definitely a, a before and after, if I may say. Um, until April, it was a great year. I was being very supportive. Um, the mentors were helping me. I was being able to observe classes. I was getting materials. Um, I had even a, a, another more experienced teacher, not a mentor, like a second mentor. And she was visiting me my my classroom and giving me advice from management to curriculum, everything. It was wonderful. And again, the observations were effective, and uh, I learned a, a lot of things regarding teaching. At some point after April, um, I started receiving new observations, and from effective, you went, I went down to completely ineffective. So at that point around April, I knew that there was something going on. Everything was cut off. All, like, even my team members stopped talking to me, so there was no communication. My assistant principal, to give you an example, and com was communicating with me only via email. And we were in the same school. Now, if you're asking me why, um, my personal opinion is, uh, and again, nobody actually stated that. As my principal said, there is no need to be a reason. You are an employer at will. Um, I believe that Maybe some members of my team was dysfunctioning, and I got absorbed in that uh, situation, and somehow it was hard for me to get out. I don't know if I was part of the problem. It, it was not clear. Yeah, everything changed. The expectations suddenly changed completely to the opposite. Like a flash chair, they wanted me to teach... Um, you know, because I taught first grade and second, uh, and kindergarten together. So if last year they wanted me to teach the mini lesson, then differentiate, then all of a sudden they walked in, they wanted to me doing the station rotation model that I never heard about, like nobody ever even told me about it. I've, you know, I have no idea what it is. And uh, just that, and the coach was very confused. Every time she came to me, she would give me advice on what to do. I would do it. And then they would still come and say that it's wrong or whatever it is. One of the best ways to address performance problems is for all parties that are involved to communicate. So what transpired when Anna and Manuel decided to talk with their principals about their situation? Uh, me personally, several times I went to my principal's office. Um, um, the whole idea was to try and see what I can do to make myself 
to make myself better as a teacher. So, so as soon as the ineffective evaluation started, I started going to the office and seeking for feedback. Um, I was reflecting a lot. I was trying to improve myself. We even sat down and we agreed to an action plan. That, but unfortunately, we never follow up. Because if you see my observations after the time I started getting in a, becoming ineffective, um, if you see the observations are entire essays. So, and as a new teacher, you know, there's so many parameters, factors that you have to, it's not easy. And uh, the situation was going worse and worse. The last meeting we had, it was around early May. And uh, I remember it was all the assistant principals around, even my mentor was around. Um, and they were dis discussing on, about how we are ineffective, not just me. So at that point I mentioned, okay, uh, being that it's May, uh, maybe it's a good time for me to s look for a better, for a school that might be a better fit for me. Um, that's, so I basically told her that you don't have to worry about me next year. And uh, a couple of days later, she called me into the office and said I'm being discontinued. You have to understand, at that point, we've done everything we could, you know. We tried, uh, tried different strategies, uh, observations upon observations. It was done. I told my principal, well, if you think I should be discontinued, then you should discontinue me. It would be a lie if I say that as a first-year teacher, I felt like I was effective. No, I felt like I was learning. I felt like I was, you know, decent managing the students. I definitely felt like I was teaching them. Keep in mind that they haven't had a physics teacher for <laughs> several years before me. So I knew that the kids were learning physics, right? Now, the only reason I'm not surprised is because uh, <coughs> I had several conversations with the principal. So I knew that um, the reason I was getting ineffective was not necessarily because of my content knowledge. And not only that, uh, I started receiving files in my, uh, mm -hmm. letters in my file, I'm sorry. Same here. Yeah, like uh, for uh, reasons that make no sense. Like, let me give you an example. One time as the assistant principal asked me um, to escort the student back to his classroom from the bathrooms. We had a specific bathroom policy. Uh, I, I don't know what the student was doing in the bathroom at the point at the, he was near the bathroom I'm assuming the other the assistant principal was uh, in charge of the bathroom at the time so sh she asked me to escort the student and I did um, after a while while I was coming back to my classroom the teacher took out that same student and he said if I can please bring him to the bathroom now there is a bathroom policy as I said and, and I can't since I was in charge I simply took the student and I was uh, taking him to the classroom, I'm sorry, to the bathroom. What happened was the assistant principal went furious. She felt like I was disobeying her, and I tried to explain to her there was a misunderstanding. It didn't matter. She, she spoke with the principal. I received the letter in my file. So um, I know 100% that I'm an effective teacher. That's not even the question. It's based, first of all, I have data. My data shows that my special ed kids um, move up five to seven reading levels per year. My whole school is knows that I'm a good teacher. Like everyone literally comes and tells me, you deserve a double salary. So that's definitely not the case. I'm definitely not ineffective. Um, on top of that, so I did not even have a chance to talk to my principal because she attacked me so hard and so fast. First, literally between 
the end of January and the beginning of March, like five weeks, I got three letters to file and three ineffective observations. And one of them was a false verbal abuse accusation uh, against me by a substitute parent who physically abused my kids two times in a month. So when I started reporting him constantly and just making meetings with my principal, writing emails saying, this man abuses my kids, she actually, he actually accused me of verbal abuse. She substantiated that. She unsubstantiated everything against him. Um, I would have, for example, one day I had two disciplinary meetings back to back in one period. Right after the disciplinary meeting, they walk into my room to observe me. And I was hysterical crying. And they saw me walk meeting, an ineffective observation. You know, I would pull myself together, try to feel strong, and then again, and then again. Like, I would see somebody with an envelope, I would already freak out, think, like, I'm getting served again, you know? Organizations usually have a grievance process that employees can use if they feel that they have been treated unfairly. For teachers, the first step in any grievance process is getting the union involved and following DOE regulations. So in my case, I was given advices from people that work in the system for a long time. Everyone said, do not fight. Don't even think about going to the union because you are going to lose. People that work for the courts, for one of those hearing courts, they told me I could not do it. I, I went to the union because I'm a single mother. I was terrified. I was like, what if she discontinues me? I have to do everything I can. So I went really aggressively and I filed a lot of grievances. Like I grieved everything, every observation, every letter to file. I wrote big rebuttal letters for like four pages. My, um, actually I thought I was lucky because my UFT district rep is housed in my school. So she was she's pretty famous she's she has a good reputation she's knows she, what she's doing she worked with me she agreed that i was being harassed um they, the union actually took a complaint for uh, retaliation so um i reached out to my superintendent uh, i have emails that show that i wrote to her and i told her everything that was happening um with the abuse and you know the that I was being harassed and all that. So she reported my principal to Special Commission of Investigation. She gave me a uh, number. So I thought that's it, from now on I should be okay because if she's gonna recommend me to discontinue, my superintendent already knows who I am. Two weeks later, the superintendent came for the PPO and as she's sitting in my room observing me, police came to the school. And apparently the child abuser that I was reporting abused the child again the day before and I had hearings. Um, I was disrespected at the hearings. I knew right away as soon as I walked in that I was not going to win the way they were talking to me and my union rep. And um, I still don't have any decisions from the union. Uh, Even so, when my super um, district rep told me that I was being discontinued, I said to her, so what do I, I mean, I did not get anything from the union to protect me, not even a decision, everything is past due. She says, well, you know, you can appeal and then next year you'll see. So, and she said, basically my advice to you is to go to a school where they have like a principals that know the system and they will hire you because they know basically that it was not fair. Make the long story short, everybody knew everything. 
the whole building, the superintendent, everybody, the SCI, the OSI, I still got discontinued. The principal is still there, and the guy who was abusing kids is still working as a power. My case was a little different. Um, um, I decided to, yes, try my best and do what they want, you know, based on their observations. Um, however, overall, all the drama and negative uh, behavior I choose not to pay attention to, I ignore those behaviors. I was kind of definitely emotionally closed. I have a gift in that. I was one of the lucky ones. And uh, I did not fight, not a bit. Uh, again, as I said, as I mentioned before, uh, I spoke with many other teachers and assistant principals, and uh, my conclusion was simp- simply that if I fight it, all I'm going to get is more problems. M- like I'm going to end up in the same point, you know, being discontinued. All my appeals, I don't know, you know, they will get rejected. Or, so I chose n- just to do my best, enjoy the rest of the school year with the kids, um, learn as much as possible, and then leave. Teachers who have been discontinued can work in the same district, but have to do so under another license. And as noted earlier, they should also be able to work in another district. So I got, I consider myself very, very lucky. I did not even have any interviews. My first interview in the DOE that I had, they told me right away that they really like me and they want me to come to do a demo lesson. I went for the demo lesson and then after the lesson, the assistant principal, she wanted to know about my situation. And when I started telling her, it's like, it was like a flashback again, like I started getting really emotional and, but she just wanted to know, like she was, like she never, heard about this before like she was like why why were you what was the reason for you to be ineffective can I see the observations I say yeah I'm gonna share with you one right now so I shared it so of course I ended up crying again you know and I walked out of there and I said that's it I did not get the job an hour later I got an email that she wants to see all of them so I got really nervous so I sent her all of the observations from this year with the rebuttals and observation from last year because they were all effective 100 percent. because observation from this year they were five to seven pages long and i wrote rebuttals very professional very like straight to the point so as soon as so i said that's it i didn't get a job and the next day they called me they offered me a job it's a little far from my house but i think that the environment is going to be so much better you know at least i'll get to like recover and clear my name and my record. I used to work in the Bronx, and I, since I happened to be a physics teacher, I had the privilege to be able to look around for jobs. There were many openings in my field. There is a need for science, at least. I went to schools, I even went to Bronx High School for Science and Mathematics, which is considered one of the best schools for science and mathematics. Well, I was shocked to find out that uh, that school was on the do not apply list from the UFT. Because they had, they had discontinued two or three first-year teachers. And then I went to other schools. And the principal, I would talk with the principal, and the principal would stop the interview as soon as they would find out that this was happening. And they would say, good luck to you. As soon as I saw the situation in the Bronx, mm-hmm. and that uh, the, 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 it seems like it's an epidemic, 
I simply said, better off being discontinued. I'm not working here. My services are no longer available to New York City. It's a big city, and it's not fair, because I'm sure there are great schools, okay? And uh, by great schools, I do mean there are challenges, and I'm sure there are frictions, but overall, there are good intentions. Because you know, they have websites on now. New teachers can go on and look. Similar to Rate My Professor, they have Rate My Principal. It's not called Rate My Principal. <laughs> and again, if you see consistency in the comments, then you should be suspicious. I left, I applied uh, in um, North, if I may say, because I live North. And I received um, a job immediately, and they gave me 30000 more. I, I was shocked as well, I didn't, because, you know, we don't go to the job for the money. Given the first-hand experiences of these teachers, it is not surprising that they have advice for the DOE regarding how it can better manage the discontinuance process. We don't get a chance to defend ourselves at all. They decide to discontinue us, and that's it. It's like we have, we can appeal, we can have grievances, but we can appeal the rating, but all of that we cannot do until the next year. So either or, we end up with no job. Like me, I have all my observations recorded, so I, could, I can only appeal my um, rating in September. So how do I get fired in July where I can't even appeal my rating or change it? My grievances did not come back, uh, the decisions. The appeal is only like next year. So they have to give you at least another year. I mean, let's say one year the principal considers you for discontinuance, then they give you one more year, which you can prove yourself and defend yourself. And then if it doesn't work out, then at least, you know, because it's too fast, they just fire you like that. A special ed teacher who has her own self-contained bridge class, which is the hardest class in the school, go from completely effective to completely ineffective within one month. Because my first observation was December 20th. I received feedback on January 29. Then the next one was two weeks later. Then the next one was two weeks later. So it's like three ineffective observations within a month three letters to file. One of them is completely false accusation. The whole building knows that I'm like a mother to my kids. I would never say anything. Uh, insane procedural errors. Did not follow, uh, they did not follow chancellor's regulations at all when they did the investigation. So uh, it's obvious, it was obvious for everyone. My whole building right now calls me the whole summer and says, we know that, um, that everyone knows. It was just picking. I mean, the principal has way, way too much power. I mean, we have checks and balances in this country. That's why, you know, I thought, I studied history, I thought I'm in such a great country. But meanwhile, in my own job where I work with kids, my principal has so much power that I have no rights whatsoever. They have to balance the power somehow because principals knowing that they can do it, and my principal, she seemed like, because she was nice for the first few years, she was on probation. As soon as she became permanent, she like went after people like crazy. Like she was like enjoying, like indulging in threatening people and telling them, you know, that she was gonna get take their jobs away and everything. And people literally, there's a person who re uh, resigned in the middle of the year after 17 years and she was having you know farewell party and the principal just 
came downstairs smiling and just acting like she didn't do it. Meanwhile, she made this woman have heart problems that she actually resigned. Mm -hmm. So they they become to they become like drunk with this. Like they mm -hmm. love this process. They don't have no remorse whatsoever. So again, I agree with Hannah. Principles have too much power. And again, as I mentioned before, I'm sure if by discontinuous we mean you cannot you can no longer work in this specific school, you know, I think that should be a more fair treatment. Because if you're not a good fit for a specific school and a specific principal or setting, that doesn't mean you're not a good fit for a different school. Being that New York City is so diverse, right? A good fit might mean many things. Uh, it could it could be as simple as this teacher is not uh, cannot manage his classroom, you know. That so if you cannot manage your classroom, everything else goes to the trash. You know, you cannot have a good curriculum if you cannot manage your classroom, or uh, a good fit might also be that you don't have the same political views as the principal, something as simple as that. Or as, or some people don't take feedback as well. They call it, you know, oh my God, whistleblower. That's, a, that's an expression in this country. In my case, I was teaching ninth graders, you know, was a, and uh, if I wasn't a good fit for that, why can I not teach as a 12th grader physics teacher? Give, given that there is so much demand, right? No, they prefer to have substitutes. So again, I believe that there is not a real reason for discontinuous. Because if a principal really believes that the, the teacher is not a good fit and communicates that result with other principals, they will listen. Now, if they make no sense, you know, it's fair for the other principal to m make his own conclusions as well. Or even give a second shot to the teacher. They don't want to do that. I don't know why. What I do know is that the DOE should not be uh, surprised that they have 40% of teachers leaving, right? They should not be surprised. In my district, is uh, double that amount. In my district, uh, I was in District 12, and I believe every year there's like a 25% of teachers uh, leaving. And why they're leaving? You know how many teachers left because of, because of my discontinuance? because they had ethical issues, they just quit. Anna and Manuel dealt with their situations differently, but feel that teachers need to be aware of some of the things that they experienced. Unfortunately, for the new teachers, this is going to be my advice. Don't ask for anything. Don't ask any questions. Do whatever they want you to do. Um, Try to participate and volunteer in anything you can possibly do because I, for example, had to go pick up my son. I'm a single parent. And I was written in every observation that I did not attend, attend some new teacher meeting that was held really late. So like things like that, they hold against you. So unfortunately, if you want to stay there, you have to do this. But I just consider myself very, very lucky, like, because I literally meditate and, <laughs> I don't know, like, I write positive thinking every day. Like, I just, like, I told myself, I have a job in September, that's it. I, like, don't even stress. But most people can't. I mean, I didn't have a life for six months. I was depressed. I couldn't take care of my, my kid. I stopped going to the gym. I did not go food shopping. My house was a mess. And I, I am very proud of myself being so strong. Because I came to work every single day. I was joking around, mm -hmm. smiling. I did not take not one day off when other people would actually have to take like sick leave because of this. 
One of my friends, she must have lost like 60 pounds this year. We are employees at will, and I want new teachers to know that. New teachers might not be discontinued themselves, statistically speaking, but they will see, witness other teachers being discontinued and quitting. So, and that's the reason I'm here. I want to speak to the new teachers and tell them to, that they are going into a very difficult profession. If, even in their best of the environments, it's going to be a very difficult profession. And, and for the first three to five years where you're building yourself, good teachers need three to five years of experience, okay? And if you go north, I don't want to say specific, you'll see the amount of teachers with more than five years of experience is way more than the amount of teachers that have less than five years of experience. And that creates an environment where you can be more supportive. The administration cannot support everyone. My last school, the older teacher who quit was there for six years, who had to quit. It's, it's, it's almost as if it's systemic, deliberate. The consequences <laughs> of that, it's a psychological rape. You have to understand. Not everybody is as lucky as Anna. Most teachers won't have a summer. Most teachers will go to other principals. The principals will treat them like criminals. They're not even aware. You, they lose their voice. That's a psychological rape, to lose your voice, right? You go through all this. Not everybody's lucky as me as Anna. I, I knew that I had, you know, as a physics teacher, I can move around. They need, they appreciate for some reason. Uh, so I just simply had to shut off my principal after a certain point, ignore, and enjoy my classroom. I'm telling you, I had a very good year after that. So what? I was being discontinued. You don't need to discontinue me. You think I'm going to stay under those conditions? The only thing that can keep me there is the kids. I prefer you discontinue me because I don't want later on the kids to say, look, he gave up on me. No, I don't want that on me because those kids have lost everything and they continue to lose teachers. If you remove teachers from a school in my country without a good reason, I swear, the students themselves will close the school down. It's, it's a common procedure. So, but here, I don't promote that. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> kids are kids and we allow certain freedoms. We have a different culture, different culture. I do not promote this kind of behavior and, and that's why we're being very careful not to end up in this. But in this country, the kids, they're like, it's, it's as if it's normal. Yeah, what, we knew you were gonna leave. You know, every year we have new, it's, it's just what it is. That's why we play, because we know you're going to leave. If in fact it takes teachers at least five years before they are adept at their craft, then discontinuing teachers after just one year cannot be deemed the best practice. And if teachers' capacity to perform become questionable during such time, questions should also be raised about the effectiveness of the hiring process and the support services that are available to teachers. Teachers are chiefly held responsible for educating children. To do this effectively, they need to be engaged in their teaching. They cannot be fully engaged when the threat of discontinuance hangs over their heads. In such an environment, instruction suffers and children's education is at risk. Thanks for listening in to another episode of Things That Matter, which is sponsored by Brick Radio. Be sure to catch the next episode.